Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. The clear and simple gospel message is a solemn one, isn't it? When you consider the consequences of not receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as the Savior that you need, consequences that include hell and eternal judgment. But trusting Christ frees us from all of this. And for the Christian, it's just the beginning of a lifetime of discovery, of learning more and more of his so great salvation that was provided for us at the cross of Calvary. In today's broadcast, evangelist Mr. Marvin Dirksen looks at our blessings in Christ. He first reads from Ephesians chapter 1, a scripture portion that is rich in describing so much of tremendous bounty that we have in Christ. There is, of course, the forgiveness of sins and freedom from bondage. And more than that, the certainty that we have from God's word that we shall never perish, that we are eternally secure. And finally, the wonderful future that God has in store for us. Let's listen to Mr. Dirksen as he expounds on God's blessings for the believer from Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians in chapter 1. Paul is now writing to a group of believers in Ephesus. And he is telling them of a little more of what they have received in Christ. And so we're going to look at verse number 3 of Ephesians chapter 1. And he writes, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Verse number seven, in whom we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Verse number 11, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest or the pledge of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Now we're just touching the fringe of the fringe. But this letter is filled, filled with the truth of the amazing blessings that have come to us through the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a distant memory, but I remember it very, very well. We were moving to the town of Gander. I was trying to purchase a building lot. I went into the government office, was introduced to the man that was in charge, and we sat down at the desk and we began to talk. He was a very amiable man that uh, was very friendly, asked me where I was coming from and what I did and so on. And I discovered fairly quickly that uh, we had some things in common. He had attended a, a Sunday school just outside of London, England as a youth. He had come across to Newfoundland and uh, had met a very lovely woman. And he said, what do you do? And so I said about preaching the gospel. And we began to talk. I, I discovered later after I bought the piece of land that 
he and his wife and family would be a very close neighbor of ours, and so we got to know them fairly well. A lovely couple, a lovely family, and they had done very well for themselves. A lovely brand new home, good truck and good car. They had everything that money could buy. And yet I remember sitting in that office and uh, as we were talking, even, even before we talked business terms, I remember him saying to me, he says, you know, Marv, I kind of envy you. And the thought went through my mind, why do you envy me? We didn't have a whole lot in those days as far as material things were concerned. He says, no, I envy you. He says, you have found what life is all about. He says, I'm still searching. Maybe that's the language of your heart. Maybe you haven't said it in so many words. But perhaps you're still looking, wondering, pondering, searching for what life is all about. You know, you can surround yourself with all kinds of material possessions. New home, good car, condos, whatever the case. But you will likely have to admit that there is still a, an empty void. There is still something missing as you come to terms with the fact that life has got to be more than just the temporary pleasures and possessions that this world offers. You know, this group of people in Ephesus used to think like that. They'd surrounded their lives with all kinds of material things. But there came a day when the gospel came to Ephesus, when gospel preachers walked into town and they began to speak about a savior and about salvation and about everlasting life and of the blessings that could be had through one person. And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as we read this letter, we find that Paul tells them of all the blessings that are theirs in Christ. Let me ask you tonight, what do you have that has lasting eternal value? What are you basing your blessings on? What are you basing your happiness on? What are you really looking for in life? Because why I've read these three scriptures in chapter one is I'm convinced that what these Christians had is exactly what this world is still looking for. I'm convinced tonight, and I trust you will, with honesty, appreciate these truths. I'm convinced tonight that this world is looking for peace and happiness. I'm convinced that the world tonight is looking for security. We are living in a very, very insecure world. The world wants security, and that's exactly what these people have found. And individuals tonight are looking for a future. They're wondering what the future is going to bring. And they would like to know what the future is going to bring. That's exactly what these believers had found in Christ. I want to stress tonight that this book is Christ-centered. The gospel is the message concerning Christ and him crucified. This book tells us all that there is concerning our Lord Jesus Christ. This book will tell us that it's through Christ that we have received blessings. He is our mediator. He is the go-between. In fact, as Paul could write to Timothy, he could say, there was one God and one mediator between God and man. It's the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. How are blessings offered to individuals? It's through Christ and his work. Not only is it through Christ, but our lives can be based and founded on Christ. One of these nights will likely speak of Acts chapter 16 about a jailer that was awakened one night. He understood that he was on the very brink of eternity. 
And as he burst into that jail cell where those two preachers had been put, he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. The foundation of faith is Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And the very foundation of a Christian's life is Christ himself. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Let me just tell you this, that every true believer is living for Christ. That's why we've been saved. That's why God draws alongside of individuals. We are seeking to live for Christ because we love him. We really do. Mind you, we fail many times. But there is one who has captivated our souls. We love him because he first loved us and we are living for Christ. But what we have read tonight concerns the little preposition in, in, in whom we have. That to me is wonderfully positive. In fact, knowing Christ brings an individual into the greatest blessings that could ever be known. And so as Paul begins to write to the Christians there at Ephesus, he reminds them that in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. He goes to the very heart of our problem, the very heart of our need, and he makes us aware that we need to be redeemed. We need to be set free. You might say, what do I need to be set free from? We need to be set free from the bondage of our sins. In fact, the Lord Jesus said one day, whoever commits sin is the slave of sin, the servant of sin. We think that we can handle sin. We don't treat it as a very big problem. We categorize sin into big sins, the little sins, white lies, black lies, whatever the case. And we become very, very comfortable with living a lifestyle that is just pleasing to ourselves. But the Lord Jesus said it so clearly and so emphatically, whoever commits sin is the slave of sin. And when an individual begins to understand what sin really is, and when they begin to face what sin brings, and when they begin to acknowledge what sin has brought them into accountability for, they will understand, I need to have the forgiveness of my sins. That's what I long for. My sins became a tremendous burden to me. What can wash away those stains? What can make me whole again? And there comes a moment in an individual's life when they are truly awakened that they have to face the bondage of their sin. They need to be set free. They need to be redeemed. But individuals tonight need to be redeemed and set free from the, from the bondage of the slave master. The God of this world is moving in the lives of individuals. He's the master controller. He deceives men and women's minds. He blinds their minds. He holds them captive. There's been many a person that has sought to find forgiveness of their sins. And they've begun to understand there is a power operating in my life that I can't control. It's the power of the enemy. But there's another power that holds individuals in bondage. It's the fear of death. In fact, Hebrews chapter 2 tells us that the Lord Jesus came to deliver those who all their lifetime were subject to bondage because of the fear of death. Have you ever faced your final step? Oh, you say, I don't want to even think about that. And the world has done a great business of glossing things over. But you know, death is called the last enemy in the Bible. 
Death is a reality that we are all going to face unless the Lord Jesus Christ comes, and he is coming. One of these days, it will come to the end of our journey, and we'll take a final step. And when I began to face that final step in my life, I realized I am not ready. And there was a fear that gripped me as I realized what an awful thing it would be to step from this life into the next without a Savior. You know, that's exactly why Christ came. He came to redeem them. He came to set them free. I am come, he could say, that they might have life, they might have it more abundantly. And there upon Calvary's cross, he suffered for our sins. He paid the entire debt that our sins exacted. He became accountable for the judgment that our sin deserved. You're listening to Anchor Point with evangelist Mr. Marvin Dirksen and a message entitled, Our Blessings in Christ. If you'd like to have a copy of this message, just email us at email at anchorpointradio.com or call us or text us at 226-868-3945. Anchor Point can also be heard at the same time on the internet at faithfm.org. Just go to the Faith FM webpage and click on the Listen Live button. Now let's return as Mr. Dirksen concludes today's message. I don't know of a greater blessing tonight. I don't know of a greater reality to fill one's soul and one's life, to know that sins are forgiven, to have peace with God, to know that all is well for eternity, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Let me ask, are your sins forgiven? Has there been a moment when you have been redeemed, bought back, released from bondage? Because it has all come through the precious blood of Christ that was shed upon the cross. And here were believers, and they'd come into the great blessing of peace, of forgiveness, of knowing that their sins were gone. But there's something else that these believers experienced. They had the assurance of an absolute security. These past weeks and months have been filled with the news of horrific crimes where people start the day and they have no guarantee of finishing it. The Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day is going to bring forth. And that's why in this age and in this day of insecurity, when we honestly do not know what's going to happen tomorrow, we need to have a security that is found not in ourselves, not in our security systems, but in the security that's found in Christ. And here's the apostle as he writes to these believers. He said, in whom ye also trusted. And then he says, in whom also after ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. You know what that means? It means that God has secured us by giving us the Holy Spirit. And you know, the moment a person believes in Christ, the moment he trusts Christ as his Savior, the Holy Spirit enters. They are sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, and it's actually the pledge that God is going to complete the deal in the coming day. It has been described as the engagement ring, that God gives a token, a pledge, a guarantee that what he has begun in that individual's life, he is going to complete. I am not worried about whether I'm going to be going to heaven or not. I don't deserve to be going there. I'll tell you that right now. 
but I'm so thankful that I know I'm going to be in heaven. And I know I'm going to be in heaven because of what Christ has done and of what this book tells me. And the tremendous truth of the Holy Spirit has taken up residence within me and in every believer. We are absolutely secure in him. And tonight, your security could be enjoyed for the rest of your days and will take you right on into eternity because it's all found in Christ and in what he has done. But you know, this, this wondrous book and this letter tells us of, about a, a wonderful future. In fact, this meeting is divided by two different groups. One group has an endless hope. The other group has a hopeless end. Not a matter that our existence will come to a close. A million years from now, we'll all be consciously alive, either in heaven with Christ or in the darkness of an eternal ruin in hell and the lake of fire, an endless hope or a hopeless end. And as Paul writes, he said, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, a future. And Peter begins to describe that inheritance. He tells us that that inheritance is undefiled, incorruptible, fades not away, it's reserved in heaven for you. I was speaking to a friend of mine, a believer, just not too long ago. It reminded me of what every believer has. This dear friend of mine is facing terminal cancer. And he's struggling because he's, he's not 85 and he's not 95, just a little older than I am, and that's pretty young. And yet as, he, as he's facing his future, he says, you know, Marv, it's, it's a win-win for me. If I don't make it, I'm going to be with Christ. He says, that is great. He says, if I happen to live, if the Lord gives me some more health, he said, I will enjoy it because Christ is with me. There's a union. There's a link there. He says, it's a win-win for me. And I can recall a number of years ago hearing of a co-worker, and he was dying of terminal cancer. His doctor happened to be a Christian. The doctor would come and make house calls in those days, and so he came to the bedroom one day. He sat down the bed. I'm not going to do any medical examination. He said, uh, I'd like to read to you from the Bible. And he picked up the Bible, and he began to read about heaven and about Christ and salvation and all we'll enjoy there. You've never seen the man we've been speaking of, but you've told thousands about him. You've never seen heaven. Very soon you're going to be there. And you know, as those two men, one the doctor, the other the terminal patient, sat together on that bed, they spoke about a future that was absolutely guaranteed that would be enjoyed for all eternity. You know, for the Christian, the best is yet to come, isn't it? For the Christian, to be with Christ makes everything else in this world pale into insignificance. We have a future. And that's why I want to ask you as we bring this meeting to a close, what do you have that will last for eternity? Your sins forgiven? Are you absolutely secure for eternity? Do you have an absolute sure future? Or are you trying to fill your heart and your life with temporary bubbles? that one of these days will burst in your grasp and you'll have nothing for eternity in whom we have. You know, there are people tonight, and we can say that honestly. Maybe there's others here tonight and you say, well, I hope to have that someday. That's not good enough. I trust before you leave this auditorium that you will trust the precious blood of Christ. Rest on what he has done. Receive him as your personal savior 
you will come into the great assurance in whom I have redemption. As Mr. Dirksen has entreated his listeners to come to Christ for the forgiveness of sins, we also at Anchor Point trust that his message describing the blessings of salvation has given you a desire to know the Savior as well. Abundant life and blessings too numerous to mention await the sinner who simply turns from his or her sin to receive the giver of eternal life, the Lord Jesus Christ. Do that today, won't you? If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by Christians who are meeting in various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday night, as well as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken, and a very warm welcome awaits you. And if you've been challenged by today's message, would like to know more about the truth of the gospel, or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, following New Testament principles, please feel free to check out our website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information, as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the Gospel Hall nearest you. Also, feel free to take a look at other literature and audio offers at anchorpointradio.com, where you can also subscribe to our Anchor Point podcast. My name is John Sharp, and thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that in times like these, you need a Savior. And in times like these, you need an anchor.